This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Well, this party is certainly a break in my routine. You know, normally I spend my Saturdays carefully laying out my clothes for the following week. Then I stroll down to the car wash to see if Gus is there. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Oh yeah, you gotta keep busy. Uh, and here we are. This hi. is, of course, Two Bad Neighbors, your encyclopedic... Conten- uh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take two? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And my mother enjoys this show now. Ah, Yeah. Is she, does she really? No, but I oh. subscribed her to the other shows on the Boathouse Studios. Oh, she likes the other network. ones. She likes the ones the I'm not ones. a part of. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Has nothing. I understand. To, nothing to do with you. She just doesn't see the value in what we do. She just doesn't like the Simpsons. Yeah, that's it. That's really yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. We've um, learned this when she was on our show. Yeah, but she subscribes to the other other shows. That's good. On the Boathouse Studios feed, uh, and you maybe, can too. Maybe I'll be on them. Someday. Loyal listener, you are. You, you've been on Y, y oh, I've been Academy, on y Academy right. I haven't um, been on Cinebells yet. No, not yet. I believe you're going to be on Ghost in the Darkness. That's the plan. Yeah. So Which is, lions. Yeah. Lions in a cave. They're going to eat them. And Michael Douglas. Ah. Yeah. He's in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, Mike, the, he's the like... He's the ghost. The, no. Val Kilmer's ghost, the Ghosts in the Darkness are the lions. That's right. I keep telling you That's this. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. I keep thinking that it's Val Kilmer no, Val and Kilmer's the, the guy who's like there from the beginning. And then they're like, we got to do something about these lions. See the Dr. Moreau So they bring in uh, Michael Douglas because he's like a famed lion hunter. Sure, sure, sure. But he's like kind of a wild card. So it's like, oh boy, what are we going to do with this guy? What are they going to do with him? Well, become friends. Really? I think so. Oh, it's been nice. a long time since I've seen it. It's like a, it's like a buddy cop movie where they're hunting lions. <laughs> Based on a true story. Anyway, look out for that coming out sometime. Sometime, <laughs> sometime. It's uh, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, they they do need the uh, they do need the the two bad neighbors bump, and mm-hmm. you're the only one who can do that That's because <laughs> I am oversaturated on that show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm just around mm-hmm. usually. Anyway. Um, we're talking about the episode Grade School Confidential today, mm-hmm. and we are very fortunate to have a grade school teacher <laughs> in the studio today. Is, uh, it, is it confidential, who, who our guest is? I don't know. Sometimes teachers don't like to have their last name said. Uh, <laughs> that's can, true. Can we say your full name? Uh, yes, but I, I feel like that's right, because the students know your last name. Yeah. Yeah. Only. Yeah. We're fine to reveal my whole name. Okay. It's Jen LeBlanc, everybody. Yeah. JLB, as we call her. Yeah. Um, do you, does does anybody else call you that? Like outside JLB? of the, the, like the people that you knew in university? Yes, actually. So, well, because there's another Jen in my improv group. Sure. Yeah. Jen um, Thompson. We like her a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they all call me JLB, but the funny thing is, is that they de- develop that separately from knowing you guys. Right. So so I've been called JLB in two very 
different prominent groups in my life. It's but a pretty separately. great nickname. It's, and I was thinking, yeah. Ellen, maybe you came up with it. Is that true? I can neither confirm nor deny that, but it wouldn't surprise me if I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I was trying to I figure notoriously it out. like coming up with nicknames for people. Yeah, AJ. and I try to make them stick. Sometimes people like them, sometimes they hate them. So this is interesting to me because I know that you do like coming up with nicknames, but never once. Oh no. Have you tried one for me? That's not true. Your long so- really? Mm-hmm. What was it? Thrillson. <laughs> Thrillson. That's a good Was that name. you? Uh, I don't know if I came up with it, but I definitely heard it and was like, that's great. And yeah. I've I've used it here and there on you, right. but usually right. I'm just like, it's never really Greg. stuck. Yeah. It's never you're really just, stuck. You're just Greg. Yeah. Yeah. G money. <laughs> Notorious GRG. I, I know, like some people. Same like, come with them on the fly. Me, call me like G Dubs sometimes. G Dubs. Yeah. What's Lazy. your middle name, Greg? Uh, Donald. Uh, yeah. Name for my uncle. That's nice. Yeah. Gronald. And like the thing is, the thing is, we came up with a name from like a, a nickname for my uncle that has stuck and will be with him on his tombstone. Oh no! Is it uh, is it nice? At least it's Ubi. <laughs> oh okay, Uncle Buck. Oh, that's that's cute. Yeah, because there was this time he doesn't he he's um he he's a confirmed bachelor. He he doesn't have kids of his own. Um, I'm so listening. so like uh, years ago when um my parents were. Out of town for a little while, um, they were like, "Hey, uh, Don, come in and make sure the kids don't trash the place." It was not really so much looking after us, but because we were like in, like in early high school, mm-hmm. but more like making sure we didn't have a massive party. So after I had a massive party. <laughs> <laughs> Was was he in attendance? Oh yeah, he was no. there. <laughs> <laughs> he was the honored guest. Yeah, uh, they start we, they started calling him Yubi because <laughs> if you've ever seen Uncle Buck, it's a great film. Um, Late great John Candy. Yeah, and uh, and that stuck, and so that's that's his nickname. Uh, and as you can see, acronyms are mm. really great for mm-hmm. nicknames, mm-hmm. just like Yubi, JLB. Um, and now, if I may, be pedantic. Yeah, you may. Uh, an acronym. It would be yes. Yeah, sorry, initials. Excuse me. Thank you. You have been shallow and pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> I because we were talking about school stuff. Um, at the start of the school year, I'll ask the the students if they have a you know if there's a different name they go by. Sure. You know. Um, sometimes they give me their nicknames or whatever, but I had one who was trying to be smart with me who was mm. like, uh, please call me Simba. And I was like, okay, I'll call you Simba. And I called him Simba all, all throughout grade seven, grade eight, grade nine. And I'm the only one. Really? <laughs> well, I'm the only teacher he told to call him Simba. He's trying um, to be a little jokester. Yeah. And but look he what had happened. His... Now you have a, now you have a nickname, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. And it wasn't even a student I had like this nice close connection to or anything. <laughs> I just called him Simba, this kid. It's it's wonderful when teachers commit to the bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because most of the time kids don't notice. They don't know that they're doing uh that this that's one of the that's one of the things about this particular episode that I find most compelling is the first act mm. and and having uh Krabappel and Skinner at a birthday party. And them interacting in very, very 
short ways yes. with with the kids outside of school. It's it's one of the most incredible things. Um, and and we'll we'll get to that in just a second. But first, um, we should uh, ask you, Jen, how have you been? Because it's been a while <laughs> since you've been on our show. Yeah. I think the last your first and only episode that you've done before this is uh, Bart of Darkness. Yes. Which wow. is another Bart centric. Yeah, yeah. Bart centric episode. Hmm. And so is this in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, so Jen's joining the Two Timers Club. Yep. There's a Two Timers Club. Yeah. How many yeah. people have joined the two timers? I can't club remember. Here? Quite a few. Quite a few. <laughs> um, the what's I'm, the most amount someone's guested? Ife. Yeah. How many? Uh, four, Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, he has a certificate. Yeah, he wrote. He made a certificate. You can find <laughs> it himself. on the Instagram for himself. Yes. For, really nice. Yeah. Was it? It was. It was. <laughs> it was alongside his doctorate. It was amazing. <laughs> he made a certificate, forged our signatures. <laughs> He even made a little candle that said that had a little logo of two bad neighbors on it. He reworked the two bad neighbors logo. It was uh, it was great. It was wonderful. I loved it. Alan was very put off by it, which made me love it even more because he signed my name like a child. <laughs> he signed your name it like was Calvin. His, yeah, no, it was not his intention. <laughs> we all know his intention is always to dig at me as much as he can. The L was backwards. <laughs> Was Greg's signature? It was very fancy it was and lovely. <laughs> it was immaculate. It's like I've never had a signature look that good. My signature looks like Alan's on that. <laughs> and uh, mine looks he nice. Pulled, yeah. He pulled a Bart on you. He did. Yeah, he he really did. did. He was a little Rudiger. Yeah, he's a little Rudiger. And nice. uh, Camille is second yeah. in terms of appearance. Yeah. With? Uh, 12? I think she's 12 now? Yeah, I think yeah. She's 12. So she's gaining on him. Well, I mean, we can count the, the Spider-Man well, we 3 Spider-Man. commentary. Yeah. So there's a little spoiler for <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man 3. Oh. It's on the Patreon. She's been... She's been, been shouted out. Yeah, right. she's been sure. announced. So, um, if that is what was keeping you from being on the <laughs> Patreon, uh, guess what? Camille's on one of Camille's them. Camille's on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Our subscribers are at a thousand. Wow. <laughs> wow! We should have her on every episode. <laughs> um, yeah, nine hundred and ninety-eight of them are Camille fan. One, two, three. Oh no, <laughs> no bots. <laughs> Camille bots. <laughs> We've been botted. Um, yeah, so what have you been up to in oh. that time? You're like an improv extraordinaire down at the Kinkanauts. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing a ton of improv. Uh, check out Clue tonight. <laughs> um, well, this will be coming out when? This will be coming it's out in, this is, in this February. Is, no, actually, I was going to say, this is coming out February 14th. This yeah. is a Valentine's Day Ooh, episode. So oh, this is, yeah. happy Valentine's Day, everyone. So this is our Valentine's Day episode. Is there anything oh. that they can um, look forward to uh, that the Kinkonauts are, are doing oh. in February? In February. End of February? Oh, actually, yes. Uh, the Kinkonauts are having a marathon, a 26-hour marathon. Oh, those are fun. And this year, we're doing things differently. So they've asked us to create, like, be inspired by new ideas. And if we have existing ideas, combine them with other groups. And so nothing you'll see is anything like you'll see for the rest of the season. It's all kind of a one night showdown, like all the different weirdo things that we've been dreaming up are happening that weekend, which is, <laughs> which we'll find out shortly uh, here. It's yeah. at the end of February though. Yeah. Um, is it what day of the week is it? Do you know? Off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, it's it's a Friday, Saturday. It's a Friday, Saturday. So it starts, I think, 8 p.m. on the Friday and goes until 9 p.m. on the Saturday. Wow. Um, and, it, it yeah, it will be intense. A lot of the things I'm doing happen between 1 and 11 a.m. Mm. Wow. And so... Um, 
I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I was part of a 30-hour improvathon. So. Sounded like you were bragging. I'm, so it sounded like you meant to brag. I did. <laughs> you called me out. <laughs> still I don't mean to oh, brag. Yes, you do. All right. <laughs> All right. You're it's coming. Friday, February 28th to Saturday, February 29th. Which All right. Is a Leap year. So we're just hoping, since that day doesn't usually exist, fake people day. will donate their time to coming to our marathon. You say it's a fake day? Well, I think, yeah. guys, guys, tell me, tell me if you... Um, <laughs> If, if you subscribe to this notion, and it's one that I just came up with oh now, boy, so I, I would be surprised if you did. But get ready to mark the time to cut this. <laughs> 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 so I personally think that every single time February 29th rolls around, which, unless I'm mistaken, is once every four years. You're, you're correct. Uh, that should be just everyone gets the day off. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like it's the, it's, as you said, the fake day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't technically exist. No. Nope. And babies born on that day get to choose their birthday yeah either february 28th or march 1st you get to choose babies (laughs) babies Babies. it's not a real day so i say we all just we make that the new 420 and everyone (laughs) just is just just blitzed the whole day and you get to do whatever you want. Sure. It's the do what you feel day. But I mean, I'm always in favor of days off, so yeah. today <laughs> subscribe. This year it's a Saturday, so what mm. would you do about that? Like a day in lieu, like blitz day in lieu. Yeah, the of... Monday instead we get off. Uh, I can't do that. I can't. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry. It's um, you just you just gotta. We should just add it. You just have to hope it lands on a, yeah. a weekday. No, we should make a specific day of the week that only happens once every four years, so we don't include it at all. Oh, yeah, like Whoa. a Blunt's day. Yes, like a. <laughs> and then we don't have to rearrange anything we're good to go yeah it's the eighth day of the week that's what the beatles were talking about oh Alan. that's <laughs> oh my god it all makes sense illuminati <laughs> confirmed why why do we have not to go off on why it but like days? why yeah well, uh because so essentially when calculating the amount of time in a year uh scientists are not precise and therefore uh, you know, the 365 days will occur, and if that continues, eventually the time will be off slightly, uh. right? So, like, the sun will be uh, in a different whatever. I'm not a scientist either, but you know what I mean. Like the so like the the the, yeah. the seasons will be off slight. Like everything will be off. So they basically threw in a one day every four years. We add an extra day to c- counteract that. And I believe that we need more of that (laughs) because I personally notice that uh, our winters start later and our summers uh, go longer and vice versa. You know what I mean? Could this just be climate change, bud? Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure that's uh, invented by the Chinese. Right, of course. Um, No, obviously I think climate change contributes to Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things Mm -hmm. changing in our in our climate. Uh, <laughs> but when it's cold out, <laughs> it's not. That's no proof positive that it's Everyone's not happening. Everyone's saying that, the, that there's global warming. Well, how come it's negative 40 out then, huh? Checkmate, scientists. Australia's on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> Some of my um, family members on Facebook yeah. will Ooh. post anti-climate. The sentence always starts bad. I know. Or but it ends bad. But a classic one is this photo of um, the sun being really big sure. and then the earth being very small. And they're like, oh, it's hot? Well, wh- why do you think it's hot? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Look how big the sun Look is. Look how big it is. 
love the idea that some that someone out there thinks this people are confused. <laughs> you didn't realize the sun was this big. That's why. <laughs> and someone and they think someone's gonna be like, oh, the sun is big. Of course, <laughs> big yeah. sun equals hot. Right. <laughs> of course. All right. Let's all go back to our cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Leap years are weird. Um, yeah. We should all get it off. We should all get the day off. Yeah. But I also like the idea that, like, I part of me always wishes that I was born on a, on leap day, on the 29th. I think there's a small part of us that that does wish that. Yeah. Because well, then you can be like, could be special. Because then you can be like, I'm yeah. only yeah. I'm only eight years yeah. old uh, or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that whole I'm bullshit. I'm only eight. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't choose February 28th or the first. <laughs> it's 29th, and it only happens every four years. Yeah. But you and you probably have like really big parties on the 29th if that was your one birthday. Huge. percent. Oh, yep. Huge. Huge. Yeah. That's the thing. I would not celebrate my birthday except for on leap years. Just and then it'd be like build it up, build it yeah, up. Yeah. It's poof. like here's another one. I've been saving up. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's coming to Vegas. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like edging. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's exactly years. like edging. <laughs> four year edging. <laughs> Sounds like my high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that brings us back to school. Sure does. Uh, this is elementary school, though. <laughs> oh, don't, don't talk to me about edging in elementary school. Um, <laughs> well, well. So. This episode is mm. Grade School Confidential, mm -hmm. and uh, tell us a bit about it, Alan. I'm sure you got it right there. I do. It's the 19th episode of Season 8. It is written by Rachel Polito, directed by Susie Dieter, original air date April 6, 1997. 1997. 1997, yeah. Um, now, Rachel Polito. Mm -hmm. The very same. That's interesting. Um, Susie Dieter has directed a few episodes of The Simpsons yes. and has served, I believe, as producer for some time now. Um, but I haven't heard this name before. Rachel Polito. I want Rachel to. Rachel Polito. I want to. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> Tell us what's funny. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this podcast is now just Greg reading his phone. Well, it's interesting and because, commenting. because when you when you when you look her up, yeah. um, she doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Uh, it just goes right to Bill Oakley's page. Interesting, because they're married. Ah, um, and I think this is the only one that she has credit on. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. We're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive because usually you can. Uh, uh, find these people just on... Now, while you do that, Jen. Yes, Alan? Would you say you've ever had a student akin to Bart Simpson? Yes, there's one in every single class. <laughs> and and that's, Amazing. That's what makes class great. Yeah. You need, you need that person you need who's that unafraid um, of, of uh, making everyone laugh. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like Bart has good intentions like he's of a course. troublemaker but he he i don't know i, I find him really he, endearing he's so endearing yeah, yeah. yeah and i find like yeah you need to be endearing as a troublemaker in order to be a functional troublemaker because yeah. if you weren't you'd just be in the principal's office all the time and you wouldn't be able to do your thing so uh if you can appeal to the teacher and get them on your side then you can 
do whatever you want. Whoa, you heard it here first, students. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my question more is, because like, yeah, it makes sense that there is a Bart in most classes. Mm-hmm. But have you ever had, like, because Krabappel and Bart have a pretty special, like, unique relationship. What is it? Um, well, it's not on display as much in this episode, but in previous episodes, like, they have... Like, they have hung out outside of school. They have, mm. like, you know, like, uh, well, he, like, pranks her pretty bad in one episode where she he finds out she's lonely. And so he, like, answers her uh, oh. online, ad, not online, <laughs> her, this was in the 90s, uh, <laughs> the her, newspaper. like, newspaper ad that was, like, looking for, right. you know, a man. And he, like, fakes up, like, catfishes her, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then feels real bad about it once he realizes it actually, like, <laughs> made her sad. Oh. Um, and then so, you know, like, yeah, they just have a really unique relationship that uh, you don't see often in um, a lot of TV shows. Um, cause oftentimes it's like more of a mentor, uh, relationship, you know, where yeah. it's like, ah, I'm Mr. Feeney or like stuff like that. And you also have the added, I guess, detriment of the teacher playing off of a child actor. Right. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. Uh, unless it's like a Mr. Feeney situation where the child actor grows into an adult. <laughs> yeah. And Feeney follows them everywhere. Yeah. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like, their relationship is very antagonistic for the most part, but that you get moments where it's like, oh, but they actually like have kind of a mutual respect and care for each other. Um, so obviously, like that's very unique. So I don't mean like <laughs> very specific that. Yeah. But have you ever had like I don't know like a student that you've like really connected with in some way? But like obviously, like you're not like friends or anything. But like, right. but like maybe you've just like you're like, yeah, that kid's gonna be all right. Well, definitely. I and I think that te- it's like a trick of teachers to really use that personality type because they kind of leave the class in a way. If mm. they buy into something, the other students are probably going to as long as they're right. well-liked. And so if you can kind of harness that power and really make them feel like you're giving them a bit of responsibility and trusting them um, to kind of be a leader in the class. I think that's just a, a just an age-old teacher mm-hmm. trick. And so, yes, I try to forge those relationships. And it's easy. They're very personable and really good to get along with, even if they do, they're loud and they're out there. <laughs> and you yeah, te- totally. You teach, like, what grades do you teach generally? Or well, do now you, like... I, I'm only teaching grade seven okay. English. Gotcha. But normally seven, eight, nine drama. Right. Right, so right. that's my age range. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What grade is Barton? He's uh, in grade four. Grade. He's in oh. grade four. So oh. I I actually have a lot of experience teaching kids this age. Oh yeah. Um, not as not like in a school not setting. not in a school setting. It's almost always on a field trip setting or extracurricular, mm-hmm. like in like an improv class or in uh, which you've subbed for me before. So yes, yep, uh, I sure did. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, and you're absolutely right. You d- you just need to really find the person who's kind of causing the most trouble and be like. This is do good for I, I, I I get you, man. And yeah. this is I want this from you, and you're gonna do it, and it's gonna be good, and it's gonna be fine. And once they're on your side, then everything is everyone's so much easier to manipulate. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I <laughs> mean, genius. I'm not using. I mean, teach. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, teach. <laughs> it's just so easy to so much trick so much easier to indoctrinate s- into uh, anti-capitalist <laughs> and sentiments hmm? and send them home. The little young socialist. socialist. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's oh funny no. because I always assume all of my students are 
just as liberal as I am. And so sometimes I find myself like listening to other teachers and how they're being careful about certain subjects. And I'm like, oh, I've forgotten to be like a bit reserved about these certain things. Mm. And I, I, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing for uh, for to create an environment where liberal values are at play because that means everyone's included and everyone's safe and whatever. But sometimes, especially about um, religion, I've really had to like train my brain to be like, don't make big statements. Like mm-hmm. uh, God plays a big role in r- where the red fern grows, which is what we're reading mm-hmm. right now. And so I've really had to like, you know, treat that as as a valid you don't just like write novel. God is God is dead on the chalkboard, <laughs> underline it. <laughs> All right, let's read lie. this book. <laughs> we made him up for money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that. No. <laughs> She's not denying it. No. Uh, <laughs> Silence. We is need not to get you on record. <laughs> I mean, does it need to be written down or? Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I never would. I yeah, I think that's actually a big reason why. Uh, there's a lot of reasons, but a big reason why I never personally would want to be a teacher is I'd have a hard time mitigating my like personal opinions. To you know what I mean? Like, I it would it would be tough for me for sure. And uh, I get that. You know, that's sometimes what people want from teachers is mm-hmm. to be open and honest about themselves but yeah I'd, I'd i'd always feel nervous about saying like here's what i think of a blank because then i'd but be I like what like if they the... complain to their parents and then yeah. you know like the ah. nice thing is that you can be really implicit and work it into the language that you use in the class and that's a, that's a nice way to pass on your values to right. your students rather than being like i believe in this i right. believe in that and you yeah. send them home as little socialists. That's right. That's why, that's, that's why I'm like, hey, let's try uh, having scenes in improv class today that don't use money as a conflict. Um, let's try that today and see where that goes. And then they have a really great time. It's like, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe we should get rid of money. We took money out of the equation? Just a thought. Have a great day. There's a whole theater style for that, isn't there? Theater of the... Something. Poor. Oh, what is it? I don't know. Red theater, where you practice real life situations on stage, so it's then people can theater. go and and bring whatever they learn to their lives. Drama therapy. Mm, it much like drama. Some, therapy. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, a lot of that was just you know university for us. It, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Play out your fantasies. Yeah. I have here. exercised some demons. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely not coming back to haunt me. <laughs> They're in university. They're in the past. It's good. See, you we get worked it out on stage. Yeah, you get over it. You work it out on stage, and uh, <laughs> you move on. And you do like... a show like Festin, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Look at us now. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> which is everybody, uh, Festin is a play based on the film The Celebration. It's a Dogma '95 film. I oh. highly recommend checking it out. It's a really good movie. Oh. Um, and celebration. For those it's really of, sad. It's very sad, but it's also sad. it's also very good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's one of the it's, it's the first Dogma ninety five film. It's number one. I don't know what that is. Dogma ninety five. Yeah, I've talked to you about this 
many times, okay. not just on this podcast, sure but you on have. the Cinepals as well. <laughs> you never listen. I don't. You never <laughs> listen. Um, no, uh, I'll take this opportunity to say it again. Um, Dogma 95 is a, is a neat little experiment that some pretentious Danish filmmakers did um, back in 1995. They came up with an idea. It's, like, it's kind of like an anti-Hollywood thing. They came up with a list of rules. Some of them uh, they took more seriously than others. Um that like some like some of the rules is like you, you can't have any canned sound effects you can't have any um unnatural lighting uh like like stage lights you have to use Sorry, i thought you were gonna say that you can't have any canned salmon <laughs> you can't have any canned salmon either that's one of the joke rules um uh, violence can only be per- cannot be portrayed using firearms um Sorry, was this for one movie or like it's a, a set of it's movies? a series of movies that fall under this oh. like this like manifesto? I hate using that word, but that's what they <laughs> gotcha. called it. Did they ever um, do a war film? <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Lars von Trier is part of it. Um, it's like Dogville. Thomas, Thomas Vinterberg is part of it. Um, no, not oh. Dogville, but he he it's does dog. have he has he has something. Some hey, we'll start with dog. <laughs> Yeah. What about who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, the Baja Man are a classic, <laughs> classic Dogma 95, Dogma 95. filmmakers. Um, but it's kind of like a neat little diversion in foreign film, sure. and I I would recommend it to not obviously not all of the films in in there because I I don't think any of them are like masterpieces. But like mm. the Celebration is a really good movie. If you can cool. find it, mm. check it out. Neat. <clears throat> yeah, Celebration. Yeah, or Festin, as it's a Danish name. Festin. Or whatever you call it, Denmark, mm-hmm. Danish. Neither. I was in Hamlet, and I forget this. <laughs> <laughs> My memory is shit. The country is Denmark. <laughs> the, the people, people are, are Danish. Are Danes. Great, <laughs> great Danes of fire. So and the pastries. Oh yeah, num num num. Maybe I'll go get one of those later today. Nah. Yeah, I know I'm on. I don't do. I don't read the news until I get my Danish. <laughs> Danish day. And we're back. Yep. Um. So. In the, have you ever encountered a uh, a student outside of school? Yeah. And in like a situation like this, where it's like, hey, Mrs. Mrs. L or Miss L, <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, your powers are useless against powers me. Powers are useless against me, and you're just like, huh, I'm just a person like you, and you're just. <laughs> I think there was a time where I I think I was hanging out with you somewhere, like we went to a play or something. I think I think you saw some students of yours. Uh, probably yeah i mean it's probably having a bunch for you but i think i remember one time very like not specifically obviously because i can't remember the details but like i just remember you being like oh like those are people like i i teach Uh oh yeah it happens all the time for i'm sure every single teacher and mostly we try to avoid like if i see a student and i'm not really good you know pals with them i try to just divert <laughs> like i try to get away sure. for sure <laughs> like we we are just as apprehensive about <laughs> seeing students outside as students are about seeing us but um but yeah sometimes it it's for example i was working at theater calgary serving drinks when i first started teaching just because i was teaching halftime and then i still had to supplement my income and so i was serving drinks which and is bullshit teachers should be able to pay for their <laughs> lives they work harder can, than anyone to be honest we can as long as you're working a full-time job if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that and i am now but back then i wasn't and uh i definitely saw some of my grade nine students while i was like pouring their parents alcohol and that was that's a weird thing because it's a different sort of um dynamic dynamic than you're used to and also they think they're like they're weirded out they're like you're in a 
service position. Like it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Why are you here? I yeah. thought you were a teacher. Yeah. Totally. So th- yeah, yeah. Um, but I've also seen people that I, I see some of my old students that I know really well all the time in theater and it's very comfortable and we right. have great and we we sometimes have coffee on purpose. So sure. yeah. I think the like my experience anyway is like the drama theater teacher position uh, attributes to that a bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I was in more drama classes, but you know, like we've we've all like hung out with professors from university outside oh, of cl- you know. You that's know what a I mean? like, that's a different beast, but you're it absolutely is, but right. Yeah, like yeah. I just I, but even like for me, like my high school drama teacher, like I I wouldn't hang out with her, but like if I saw her outside, I'd be like, oh, like give her a hug and like you know. Yeah. It's only that um, sometimes that you have to be aware. Like for example, last year I was in line at the pharmacy to get birth control, and my student came up and was like Miss LeBlanc. I was like, oh, what you so buying? That's a weird one. And then like my uh, my drugs. friend, <laughs> drugs, lots of drugs. <laughs> she was at Stampede, and she had like the, the beer line was so long. She had beers in both hands. She was like, wait, ready oh, this to is a different, this is a different thing. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> this, this is a different this is the thing. Same. Like I was buying birth control at the Stampede, you know. <laughs> no, and different person to yeah. my friend, and all of her students, they loved her so much, and they're like. <gasps> And uh, and just came came and hung out for the whole rodeo show while she was like, like double fisting beers, and she just had to kind of tone it down. <laughs> so it Do happens. I, I need to bleep that name. Hmm? I need to bleep that name. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, right. Right. It's okay. No, I just. It, oops. <laughs> no, it's it's just because you know you know we don't know who, yeah. who might yeah, be yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah trying to stay as professional it, as possible yeah it's nice to see them at like maybe the mall or something but if you're out ha- living your life and acting maybe like not um, as much of a professional that's right. when yeah it's a weird thing yeah but i don't know why those two teachers were at their martin's birthday party yes well the thing about martin yeah. is he's a little wiener kid <laughs> and he's very much a teacher pet teacher's pet and it's kind of been established already that he weirdly is friends with the teacher. Right. Um, right. You know, and like to her, sometimes she's like very happy about it. And she's like, ah, oh, like he's a nice little kid. And sometimes she's like, all right, like <laughs> I don't need your raisin roundies, you know, like. Raisin um, roundies. That's like some cookies that he baked uh, for her once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My raisin roundies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so it's, it is definitely weird. <laughs> But it's like in in the canon of the universe, it it's not. It, it'd be weird if it was a different kid, basically. Like the uh, fact that it's Martin Prince, right. it makes the most sense. Yeah. But also, it seems like maybe Skinner lives next door. Yeah, with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I was never sure if she just like found him and like they live in the same neighborhood, or if it's literally the next like the the door over. I feel like it's it's not the same like it's not next door but it's like same neighborhood that's okay. what i feel like yeah uh because she's just like seems like the kind of person who would just be like where'd he go yeah Samar tells you not to play in the neighbor's yard <laughs> it's a party mother i was invited um, like they're definitely neighbors in some way shape or form yeah, yeah. it makes yeah. perfect sense to me why he would be there sure they're probably like, all yeah. neighbors it, it does seem like the the thing is about springfield <laughs> Is that it's weird <laughs> in terms of its layout, in terms of its, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the um, the Two Bad Neighbors episode. The fact that they have this, uh, like, evergreen terrace rummage sale and every character we know is there. So it's like, okay, does every character live in this neighborhood then? 
but then of course you know Springfield's quite large we see sometimes and yeah it's mm. it's an elastic universe it's whatever it needs to be but uh I've always thought people who go to Springfield Elementary School probably all live in the same yeah. area but then you're like well it seems like there's only one school one elementary school there's like the one episode in Oh man, is it uh, actually it might be Trilogy of Error? It is Trilogy of yeah, Error. Yeah, where Lisa finds like West West Springfield, Springfield Elementary. Elementary. So oh. then it's like not established until late in the canon, but that there is another elementary school. And so and it's like, I it's feel silly. honestly that joke would be so much better if Friday Night Lights, the show, had already done its like three, like was like three seasons in. Uh-huh. Because in the third season, I think, or the anyway and like i think it's the third season they switch to the heretofore unmentioned west permian high school (laughs) and weird don't bat an eye it's just like yeah new cast oh my gosh coach taylor's moving to a different high school just across the railroad tracks that we never mentioned before same town weird and just nobody that we know goes there yeah <laughs> and uh i guess that kind of makes sense like because when you're a kid and a lot of these episodes are from the kid's perspective your whole universe is just that bus ride and <laughs> your neighborhood and your yeah. school yep and nothing else really exists outside of it like when you're a kid like nothing going to calgary with matters yeah um, when you're a kid going to Calgary with your with your parents is like uh, it's like an exotic trip. It is, mm. yes. Yeah. I remember. There's a sea train here. There yeah, are big malls. <laughs> There's a zoo. I remember when the train only stopped at Brentwood. And that's as far <laughs> as it went. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm, I might be the the person who knows who's been around Calgary longer than anybody in this room. Uh huh. Lethbridge Medicine Hat, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember taking Greyhound bus rides up here with my sister. R.I.P. And Greyhound. We'd we'd take like so many toys, so many snacks because if we were going by ourselves, like, you know, my mom was dropping us off and my uncle Matt was picking us up, and uh, and my sister would be so excited to be on this bus that she would like go use the washroom like five different <laughs> times because that's a new thing. Right. There's a bathroom on the while bus. You're yeah. moving. And uh, yeah, it was a wild world getting to walk around. Buses Calgary. didn't have seatbelts? Yeah. You didn't have nope. to put the seatbelt on? Mm-mm. There's a movie always playing? Always. Mm-hmm. Shrek. Casper. Great VHS. bus movie. Yeah. Shrek is a great bus movie. Yeah. Any DreamWorks film, great bus movie. <laughs> yep. Not Airplane. My favorite bus movie? Mm. Speed. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it. But actually, great joke. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, I remember like noticing the sprawl of Calgary. Yeah. Like progressively, because we do trips here often. Because my family's uh, a lot of my family was here, and I remember like we'd hit a certain like landmark, and I'd be like, "We're in Calgary now." Yeah. Like I notice we are in Calgary now because we're in a city, and then like progressively over the years, I'd be like. Wait, we're in a city, but we haven't hit that landmark yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. it wasn't until later that I kind of understood how cities work and the fact that they're slowly growing outside and making new suburbs and all that shit. Yeah, I always thought that IKEA was on the very edge of town. It is not. It is no, not. It's not like, anymore. It's almost no, in the middle. Yeah, still kind of drilled into my brain. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know it's like a jaunt. It's a jaunt for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a jaunt. It's a bit to of get jaunt. There. But then again, so is almost anything in Calgary. 
yeah big city although yeah. i feel like i i am usually just central like i feel like my radius my life radius is very tight together yeah well that's because you know i live in bonus you don't come visit me so that oh, is come on. why <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a pity party over uh, there. Come on, it's what I do. It's what the fans demand. It's our dynamic. Um, no. Um, anyway, let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about Skinner and Krabappel. Yeah. Um, do you want to? I mean, first thing, Martin and um, Martin and and, and Krabappel. Let's Edna. say let's say R.I.P. to both of those uh, That's right, yeah. beloved voice actors. Yep. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Marcia Wallace uh, passed Taylor. a while ago, and Rusey Taylor just passed this year. Aww. Yeah. Um, did those sorry? Did those two characters have any like sexual chemistry intention before this episode? Krabappel and Skinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely, definitely not Krabappel and yeah. Martin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, this is out of the blue. Well, for Krabappel and Skinner, um, um, I don't know, but. Yeah, like there's there's been okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> that depends what Edna you mean by Krabappel. sexual tension. Yeah. You only get one chance. Have they with been Edna. flirty before? No, but they've always been kind of rivals, yeah. and so like uh. you know, there's there is that whole like maybe a big reason they always fight is because they got a thing for each other. Yeah. So like it didn't definitely like in this episode. I remember watching it, and it never felt out of left field or like That's out of the realm of thing, possibility, isn't you know? it? <laughs> Like if you always if you're like if you're like constantly getting into silly arguments with somebody, you're kind of into them. Yeah, it's like that's not that's not. Why would you even bother? Why would you even bother? Yeah. Why even open your fucking mouth if you didn't (laughs) care? Like it's it's a thing, and it's it's like it's the it's electricity, and it's what it's what (laughs) makes everything go. And I just I love it so much. It's great. Yeah, that's it's it's we we didn't plan it, but (laughs) I was like when I saw like hey we can make this episode our Valentine's. We never plan anything. (laughs) Nope, and everything works out. Everything works out. It's it's life lesson. Yeah, yeah. never plan anything. Everything will fall into place. Everything is as it is meant to be. If you just follow that star, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Death Star. I'm yeah, Star Killer Base. Death Star Two, um, um, hundred and one <laughs> Star Destroyers star with, with Death Star Tech. <laughs> star Wars guys. The end. Do you think by this time people are uh, the Trade Federation <laughs> control ship? Sorry, yes. I was just going to say, do you think people by this time, February 14th, 2020, mm-hmm. um, do you think they are back on board with Star Wars? <laughs> I'm back on board with Star Wars. I yeah, never but I think, board. But I think in general. In general, no. I think, well, I think The Mandalorian did a lot mm. to to salvage whatever Rise of Skywalker might have soured. Yeah. Because um, I, I finally watched it, watched it to the end. It's a great show. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not a perfect show, but I had a lot of fun. That's all you can ask for from a TV show, really. Yep. Uh, so I think people are on board, and they will always be on board. And I think that um, anybody who thinks that they don't know what the that Disney of all people of all entities don't know what they're doing, you're kidding yourself. They will own you. <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night, and your family will be owned by Disney. There you go. God will look forward to. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Star Wars is fine, you guys. Star Wars is fine. It'll be back. Um, Skinner and Krabappel. Yeah, they start a romance. Yeah. Now I I want to mention, um, Jen said 
inappropriate right away (laughs) as soon as they started flirting and making out which is not wrong (laughs) yeah that's a little bit of a power sort of conflict now the only thing i'll say to that as a counterpoint is skinner is notoriously without power (laughs) yes (laughs) still he has a position of authority does have a position of position of authority of course yes i I do agree with that um in in this comedy cartoon show it's less of an issue (laughs) but i understand why uh in real life or in you know in a dramatic show Mm -hmm. it would be uh, a negative um especially at a student's birthday party uh, right (laughs) in their like playhouse (laughs) it's sorted it's like it's weird yeah yeah um now i i don't know i love it i think it's like (laughs) it's hot (laughs) (laughs) i always i always kind of am of two minds about stories like this in a lot in a lot of uh media first mind Um, hmm? what's your first mind um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I was just going to not ever say, say either of the minds. My bad. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but just the idea of two people in like uh, working together, basically, who like start a relationship. I'm always like, it does it does feel weird. It, like even if there is no power dynamic, like if they were both teachers, for example, mm. like that feels weird. Um, but depending on where it goes, I'm like, so what? You know, what if they keep it secret and so it's like <laughs> forbidden and that's like really hot? Really super hot. <laughs> We're gonna hear all of Greg's fantasies <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think if it's if it like I don't know if with with these two because I feel like it does kind of go progress to a point where it seems like they do truly care about each other and like it's actually kind of nice. I'm less like concerned about it if that makes sense. They seem in the moments that we get to see them alone together, they they just seem so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of shows uh use this kind of thing too to like to use that dynamic, like maybe like the power position to cause the conflict in the, in the relationship. You know what I mean? And that's where it starts to feel kind of gross and but in this one, they never use that. They never like make it like, oh, because he's the principal, he has power over her, and then they have to like they have like something where it's like, oh, Skinner, you need to do something about Krabappel, and he has to like reprimand her in some way, and it's like causes conflict in their relationship. And it's like I only did it because that could have been what they did, but instead, it's like the conflict is other people finding out about it because they're completely happy with right. their relationship, you know. And there's never any issue. Also, about... he seems to be the more innocent one in the relationship. He definitely so it definitely is. works <laughs> more for this purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I love the one scene where he's finally like unbuttoned Skinner oh, yeah. with the little turtleneck. <laughs> yep. Janie, Janie, Bofaney. Runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, how's that hat doing? <laughs> Same as always. <laughs> um and I just love Skinner. I mean, I, he's my favorite character. So yeah. and this is a great episode for him, I think, because sometimes I do feel bad for him that he's, you know, kind of a stuffed shirt loser that no one really likes. And so it's nice to see Edna, like, sees a good side of him and, like, actually starts to develop feelings for him despite being kind of a nerd, <laughs> you know, because that's not someone she normally, like, we've seen her go for, you know. There's an innocence about him that can be quite charming. Yeah. And I like that. And then, like even just like the little things like swallow that applesauce and kiss me. I'm afraid I already swallowed it while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's so Skinner. Like yeah. he's so perfect in that like 
that character, and it just works so well, uh, and their you, dynamic works really well you, because of that. Do you have a, a breath mint, or I have menthol cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the heck with it. <laughs> he says heck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what kind of a man wears armor <laughs> hot dogs? So, all that being said, because yeah. I like all that aspect, the thing that obviously kind of causes the conflict and the tension is what they do to Bart. Yeah. And that's where it's like, guys, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, you, you vocalized this, Jen, like you were like, they are pushing it. <laughs> pushing their luck principle. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. At what part? When he gave him the uh, gave him oh, the note. Oh yeah. yeah. Deliver this note for me. Yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. And like you wonder mm-hmm. if it's just because, like, do, how how oblivious do you think they were to what they were quote unquote doing to Bart? I think they had some serious blinders on. I think yeah. they they thought like, based on his, what what is clearly his intention when he sends Bart into the classroom to tell her that he loves her. <laughs> Which is, uh, from Bart's point of view, absolutely unforgivable. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Yeah. But Skinner doesn't see it that way because I think he's just got love blinders on and he doesn't think he's doing wrong by Bart because he's done right by him by giving Milhouse Bart's future. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that there were some big stakes like shifted over. Yeah. And so they think that he kind of owes them a little bit yeah or not and, maybe not like ozone but like like we've we've made this agreement and this yeah. is part of the agreement is that I you will you will help us with our love house, get him out of sleeping <laughs> and bring him home for in his little green pajamas <laughs> what's going on what is this? just enjoy the movie it's got tom berenger <laughs> and he doesn't even put up a big fuss he's just tired. no and you wonder like did they ask their parents <laughs> or his parents like Hey, we just need to take Bart for a second. <laughs> if it Hober answered the door, he'd be like, Bart, like, your Bart, principal's your prin- here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that they cut and they you don't see the the interaction that would have gone on. It's yeah. just like it just happened. He's, car keys, car keys, car keys, yeah. and then he's back with sleepy Bart. Yeah. <laughs> That, that that's one of my favorite sequences in the entire episode when oh as soon as Chalmers gets introduced the episode takes on a, on a new height yep. I think this is a really great episode oh I love this episode it's it's, it's so faves. nice because you get to see like human sides of these two characters because um Krabappel is very often just played off in in like episodes that don't really focus on her she's played off as like the the one just the just a catchphrase person yeah and Skinner is always fascinating when you get to see more about him. He's always see fascinating. More. See more. You like get to see, see more, more of you. Of him. Uh, wink. I uh, hear reading. And so bringing those two characters together and, and seeing depth and nuance to them and actually getting to see them uh, in a fulfilling, and Chalmers even says it, in this fulfilling relationship <laughs> that they both feel the same way. And it just, it's also so funny. <laughs> like when Chalmers comes in, it just becomes such a, it becomes kind of a farce. Mm-hmm. In in a lot of like that that whole scene is a is is like a is a scene from a farce play. Well, and again, like the the sitcom setup of uh, these two people working together are in a relationship, and the higher up finds out, and then he comes in, and he's like, you know, you like some, you guys need to split up or or else. The normal sitcom would be like, like, all right, we will, you know, we need to keep our jobs. But Seymour's just like, I'm not gonna give up the person I love. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, I need you both out. 
and he, they both start packing up and like they're planning on quitting you know like it's i think it's refreshing to see like that uh just kind of more honest progression to the story versus like a sitcom thing where it's like we need to hide it from the from the superintendent that's a really great position to put them in sorry oh i was just gonna say but we also got a little insight into what they were doing in their own personal lives without each other which is picking out outfits for the rest of the week yeah. Um, so we get why it's so fulfilling <laughs> to have a partner. Oh man, that cool. Skinner like going to the car wash. <laughs> see if Gus is there. <laughs> oh, that poor is man. Is this how you imagined your life would be, Edna? <laughs> oh yes, but I was a very unhappy child. <laughs> what a great line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're they're so they 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 make each other so much happier than than they were before and it's just nice to see that and mm. it's nice to see that continue it's one of the very rare instances of continuity in the show they because... continue to be together yep oh i was gonna ask yeah, yeah. Oh. And like even the ending where it's like oh like we decided to split and you think this is the status quo end of a mm. of the episode thing just and kidding. then it's like no we're still together yeah. oh that's so nice yeah. that it continues it's going to the janitor's closet he ain't a virgin no more <laughs> I don't know about that, Greg. I wonder how many people have lost their virginity in a janitor's closet. Well, let's take a poll. <laughs> Anyone in the room? Oh, what? No? No? Um, I almost no. had my first kiss in a janitor's Ooh, closet. Oh, nice. I'm just thinking of that now. Yeah. It was in grade six, mm. and this boy that I liked um, stole my you know, hat or something. Oh, it was uh, on like, the last rascal. day of school, too. Yeah. And he like ran out of the classroom, which I was not cool with because <laughs> I was... Uh, goody goody and so <laughs> he ran he ran in the first place he could find was the janitor's closet so i ran in there and i was trying to get my hat <gasps> and that i felt i feel like we both felt it but mm-hmm. then i just snatched it and left Aww. yeah you so that out. could have been it yeah. but it wasn't i mean grade six yeah that's so cute chicken. yeah easy to chicken out yeah. then yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to chicken out now <laughs> hey <laughs> tell me about it um <laughs> yeah that's so funny. mine was uh mine was on the uh, was a school like it was like there was a school apparatus involved. Um, <laughs> it was just the bleachers. It was it was the classic bleachers at a at the under the bleachers at the sports field. Your virginity or your first kiss? <laughs> oh wow, that would be amazing if it was my virginity. <laughs> I would just be like, I would tell that story <laughs> constantly. You guys would know it because I would have told it so many times. <laughs> it would but, be a constant feature on this podcast. Yeah, it, uh, it would have just been like, hey, bleachers, me. Because <laughs> uh, that's awesome. No, no, no. First, um, what grade were you in? First kiss. Um, I don't know. 12? Hmm? 12? 11? <laughs> 12? No. Last year. University. <laughs> Summer going into... University. university. And it was underneath That's the bleachers funny. or on top? I was in university when I had my first kiss. Yeah. It makes you feel better? Yes, it does. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Some people are not good at kissing. Yeah. We're, or, well, or like or figuring like, out how to, yeah. you know, like I was approach it. I was very good at listen, <laughs> kissing. But also, I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we, we put a lot on the, you know... The dude and the relationship to <laughs> to make that move. Yeah, the and societal so, norm is the 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 man is the one in charge. So, 
No, I'm 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 not yeah, saying I agree with it, no, but I'm I saying know. that's what society tells us in a lot of media yeah, and yeah. you know. Like, where it's I, like, as a as a young person, I felt really comforted by this because I was like, right? I'm so glad that yeah, I, I don't I'm not to, expected. I just need to wait. I could, but yeah. I'm not expected to make the yeah. first move. Versus me, where I'm like, oh, I need to do it if it's going to happen, and that's what needed yeah. to happen before I kiss anybody. <laughs> Greg, was this during a sports event or just like you walked there? It was like, were there people around? It was. Uh, the details. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> I was going to university. I was going. I was saying goodbye, and to I, your... no, she was just a friend. Okay. And we just like held hands and kissed on oh, the bushes. Oh, that's so cute. nice. Yeah. It was nice. That's so nice. Yeah, super cute. Yeah, yeah. How I'm a cutie. Mm-hmm. How about you, Alan? Yeah. Uh, my first kiss was with uh, uh, a woman that I was starting to see mm. when I was twenty. Mm-hmm. And we were just hanging out in my bedroom, and I finally was just like, fuck it. Yeah, probably first kisses probably happen in bedrooms a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've like, I like had kissed quote unquote people before that, but it wasn't like, it was like spin the bottle, Mm. or you know, so it was like, I didn't count them because like, we aren't, yeah, we aren't actually wanting to kiss each other necessarily. It's just like, we, everyone's watching us and it's like you need to do this or else i didn't want that to happen because i i wanted to it to be a clear cut like this was my first kiss (laughs) this was the first time my lips touched another person (laughs) i wanted that distinction yeah yes such a so you you put so much planner yeah you put so much (laughs) you put so much on that you know and it's it's impossible not to yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's just such a it's it's like a it's a milestone (laughs) moment and, and it feels so much you never different forget than your first. you like, you never can, think. We like, all you know. can plan like, yeah. for it as much as you want, but it always is going to be a bit different than you mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Skinner won't forget his first. <laughs> happens so you think it's at the end? Happens right at the end, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Great. definitely happening I right was, there. No. <laughs> definitely, all right. Without well, a doubt. I think there's open to your interpretation, but... <laughs> I just think I don't, I don't know. Get I think in the comments. I think is yeah, 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 let us know after this episode. Does he do lose his virginity at the end of the episode yeah. specifically? Um, <laughs> is that what they're talking about really when Bart comes in and and sees them talking at the at the lockers at the very end? Mm. That, that's I, think I think they're just making is. out. I think they've enjoyed making out, and that's all that they need right now. No, I think they're gonna bang. Okay. <laughs> I think they will eventually. They've been I'm through a lot. I'm saying not at the end of the episode in the janitor's closet. <laughs> been through well, a lot. Their student is still just feet away. And uh, I think uh, I think Skinner's waited long enough. <laughs> Wait a bit longer. <laughs> waited this long. <laughs> it's edging. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-four years of edging. Janitor's um, closet is great. It's a great idea. Sure. <laughs> Until a janitor needs something. Willie is hears you. Willie, Willie don't, don't care. care. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> There's just a lot of cleaning supplies yeah. in there, so yeah. it's maybe dangerous. it's ideal. <laughs> yeah. Or dangerous. You don't, that stuff's for external use only. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pure alcohol-based mm. cleaners in there mm-hmm. could sting the eyes and other things. Mm-mm. Lots of corrosive material. Yeah. CLR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that CLR thing has, it. It has like the literal like skull hand. Yeah, corrosive. Not skull hand, skeleton hand. Nope, skull <laughs> hand. God damn it. It's a hand made of skulls. It's the most metal hand in the world. <laughs> that is a very vivid image. Like, I don't think I've seen a skeleton hand in a corrosive triangle or whatever in a long time. But as a child, like, 
that I it was everywhere. Remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just terrifying. It's like That's how you knew my I hand. Don't, will, I don't want to be a skeleton. Yeah, my hand will melt off when really it just feels tingly. Mm. If you do it, mm. I want you to dip Depends my hand on how in, corrosive a, it is. in a whole thing of CLR, and it was fine. Oh boy, all right. <laughs> Pull, pulled it out and it was a robot hand. I'm a Terminator. <laughs> uh, so, oh boy. what else do we want to say about this episode? It's great. It's a great app. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of great moments. I had, I have like four favorite jokes written. Down. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our reference desk then, so we can uh, head on to our favorite jokes right after that. But while you're opening the reference desk, I did want to just cycle back to uh, the writer, um, Rachel Polito. Mm. Uh, the only other writing credit she has for the show is uh, 22 short films. Ah. But my guess is she served as like in the punch-up room sure. for, for quite some time during Bill Oakley's tenure. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So now that we got that out of the way... Uh, there's actually not a lot of references in this episode. It doesn't feel like um, it. So the title is a uh, reference to High School Confidential. High School Confidential. High School Confidential. Mm. Uh, there was a movie. Uh, I know there's a song as well. I don't know which came first. I didn't bother looking that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peanuts. Uh, Krabappel has a little, oh, little yeah. Charlie Brown doll. Or doll. Uh, candle. That's um, cute. I like that. That's very cute. The movie that they go see, it's a uh, guess that is probably The Big Chill because that has Tom Berenger in it and it's filmed in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, nice, Alan. Uh, Star Trek. That's a movie with air conditioning. That's right. <laughs> it's a big chill. Um, Star Trek, set your faces to stunned. Oh, yeah. That's a little Star Trek, set your phasers to stunned. Oh, you know what? When I think of that, I think of the Taking Back Sunday songs. It's, it's That's because you're a little punk kid. This is, this is one of my favorite things about Jen. Set that I learned like sun. late. Yes. I yes. learned late, this late into our friendship that like Jen was a little punk kid who loved like emo and it like was. Jen's fucking rad. I know she's so cool. But <laughs> and it's I saw funny pictures of her that... and she had like like dark hair and like. Guys, I <laughs> I brought a disposable camera to London Drugs the other day, thinking it was more Reese. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure where it was from. I just found it, and I was like, I'm going to do this. And it came back, and it was just of me being a 15-year-old in high school. Like, like a 16-year-old, like, like sitting phase of this disposable camera. And I had some major emo bangs in Amazing. it. It's real. And, ju- and just black eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, anyway. So cool. I am cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sweet Embraceable You. By George Gershwin and Ira Gershwin mm-hmm. is the song that they play while they dance. Um, and then Armor Hot Dogs. What kind of man wears Armor Hot Dogs? What reference is that? Armor Hot Dogs. What is that? It's a brand of hot dogs in the States. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and that's the jingle. They've actually referenced it once before with the uh, the Jay Sherman episode. Is it Jay Sherman? The Chicken Tonight uh, he he sings the Oscar Mayer Wiener right, song. Right, sorry, I'm I'm conflating that with a different one. What's the uh, the episode where they sing the Armor Hot Dog song? Uh, and then it's like, doesn't this family know any songs that aren't? Uh, oh, I think it's a uh, um, Grandpa and um, Mrs. Simpson, older Simpson, Jacqueline Bouvier, Lady sorry. Bouvier's lover. Yes, I think it's that one because I think it's like them dating, mm. and they start singing that song. Armor hot dogs. Yes. That's yeah. 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 What kind of kids like to eat armor hot dogs? Yeah. Fat kids, skinny kids, kids who climb on rocks. And they do a whole thing to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ends with like, doesn't this family know any jingles that are or any songs that aren't advertisements? And they all go, I feel like chicken tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like chicken tonight. Anyway. But I just remember that always singing like I had never heard of armor hot dogs before. 
because I guess it, I'm guessing it was a states thing. Yeah, yeah, nothing in Canada. Schneider's and is Canada. That's that's right. And uh, so then when that happened in that that episode, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I guess that's a real a real thing. And then they do it again in this one, and I'm like, do they just really love armor hot dogs? Is like a, a thing to reference. I don't know. Hmm. The fact that they did it twice in two different episodes is weird. That's it. Okay. So let's move on to our favorite joke of the episode. Alan, I'm going to save you for last because you got a bunch. Me too. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll go first. And my favorite joke is, wait a minute. Bart's teacher's name is Krabappel. I've been calling her Crandall. I've been making an idiot of... Why didn't anybody tell me I've been making an idiot of myself and then he runs off? That's one that I have written down as well. Homer is brilliant in this episode. I think he has two two real scenes at all and they're both great. Have you seen the remote? Have you checked your pocket? It was in in my pocket. pocket. (laughs) It's just there. It's great. I've looked all over the house and I can't find it. Uh, so that's that was my favorite joke. Have you guys I've, ever done that? Not the remote specifically, but been like looking for oh, something yes. and then finding your pocket. And you're like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'll do the I'll do the classic. Uh, you're you're on the phone and you're looking for your phone <laughs> to check. That is classic. On yeah. your phone. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever done. That. Really? <laughs> that's so funny. Like I'll talk on the phone with my mom. I'll be sure. like, "Let me check yeah, on me this detail," phone. and I can't find my phone anywhere. Do you like grab it like that, like a miming, miming it, just like like Try making your making somewhere. your hand a square, being like, "Why isn't my phone in my in my hand yeah. right now?" And then you realize it's in your other hand because you're using it as a phone, something that no one does. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, but that's yeah. what I said my mom because I th- she's the only person I talk yeah. to on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you should always talk to your mother on the phone. It's very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a good daughter. Oh, thanks. Just for doing that. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jen, do you have a favorite joke? Yes. Um, it was from the beginning, and it's when she wanted to get the class's attention, so she took those little, <laughs> those little firecrackers from her desk and threw them. <laughs> Just throws them into the crowd. It works. I thought it was genius. I was like, oh, I'd love that to just get us there and to present some ideas right for away. Your class. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah the the idea of using confiscated <laughs> contraband as as a teaching aid. Is oh, I didn't great. even think about that. She definitely confiscated that for from Barton sure. Milhouse and Nelson mm-hmm. constantly. Yes, probably Barton Nelson. Lewis and Lewis. Yeah, might have some. Yeah, <laughs> Lewis is a little shit. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we like barely see him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So aside from the Crandall one, I really liked the um, print, uh, Superintendent Chalmers being like, "Do you really think this? They filmed this in Atlanta? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it matters." Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. his like smile and yeah. Because so, I also just love that like scenario they create where Superintendent Chalmers seems like such an idiot. <laughs> That he falls, quote unquote, falls for this like little scheme where it's like, um, so, uh, yeah, it's a uh, field trip. What, uh, what do you yeah. call it? Uh, f- field field trip. Yeah, with, with a student, and they go get him, and, <laughs> and Chalmers is just like, okay, and he's sitting next to Bart and like talking to him and stuff. It's great. Can I say another joke? I of really course. Okay, uh, good gravy. Thanks. It's just brown and water. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brown and water. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> it's just brown and white. <laughs> there are so many 
good little things thrown yep. so nonchalantly into The Simpsons. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's what the it's what they're best at in this at this time in their run. Mm. Truly, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's hard to do. Another one is yeah, please. Um, <laughs> Agnes with the cake book. Oh gosh, yeah, she's wonderful. That whole run, but specifically. Uh, I'll take that one. No! You can't have that one! That's a coconut cake! <laughs> I love... This is a Lady Baltimore cake. <laughs> I love, do you have any cakes here? Oh, no, I don't care for cake. Too, Too sweet. sweet. <laughs> now, at my age, I don't have a lot of saliva left, so you have to lick my thumb. What a great run. Before yeah. I turn the page. It's a great joke run. I love her. Yeah. yeah. I love her. Um, and then finally, um, we're talking about S-E-X... In front of the C H I L D R E N, sex cauldron. I thought they shut that place down. <laughs> that was so good. What a great. <laughs> of course, it's crusty. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it, 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 it. it. Uh, Sexual Congress. And of course, the the ones like the mod is the one with the moral authority, moral outrage. It's just <laughs> sex. <laughs> that's a great name for like right? a sex club. That's it's great. And this is taking place after the bordello shut or doesn't get shut down, but they they have the whole thing against the bordello. Yeah. And uh well after after that, like they have well, they, what do they, they start say? to have like, like 32 They talking about the uh what is it in the episode, sorry, where he's like are they talking about the blank? He's like no, the bordello, so shut your mouth. Right. Oh no! So are they talking about the bordello? No, the burlesque house. So shut your mouth. Yeah. So there was a bordello. Definitely. Maybe that's the sex cauldron. It might be. <laughs> but they have a bunch of places in town that start with le sex. That's true. So <laughs> <laughs> Springfield's a loot town. It is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, MVP. Uh, oh boy, my oh. Mine's Skinner. Yeah. If that helps. Yeah, I figured it would be. Uh that's more than fair. I gotta I gotta go with Bart again yeah. on this one. I think he's great in this episode. I think he's uh sympathetic. I think he's funny. Um I think Nancy Cartwright uh nails the per- performance. Um and I just remembered another joke that I wanted to mention that I think he plays really, really well. Um it's the entire run of Bart. If there's anything that life has taught me repeatedly, it's to know when I'm beaten. Let's, <laughs> Let's talk, talk deal. deal. <laughs> and then they switch his permanent record file for mill houses, and he's like, "Somebody else could inherit this unfortunateness." And he's like, "Deal." Oh yeah, no, it doesn't think, doesn't think about it. Mill houses doesn't now. ask like, could it be someone other than Millhouse? Yeah. Like someone I don't know? <laughs> no, your best friend. It's it's only. It's only so funny because it's Millhouse, mm-hmm. and it's great. Jen, do you have an episode MVP? Uh, yeah, a uh, Bart also. I I I love Bart. Bart in his green pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What? Are, where are we? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Let's just watch oh, the movie. Man. He's a good kid. He is a good kid. A good yeah, kid. absolutely a good kid. Um. Well, I that's think it. Th- I think that's about it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks to Jen for joining us. Of course. Please come back. 
Yeah, I'm your local teacher representative. <laughs> Ooh, principal in the popper. Ooh, <laughs> have you on for that it's one? It's not really a teacher one though. Well, kind of. Okay. It's right. a con- it's 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 definitely a slight continuation of this episode. As far as Edna and yeah, Skinner go, their their relationship is touched on. But yeah. anyway, hmm. I just, there's probably better ones. Things like that that makes me want to marry. What about the uh, das bus? Town forever. Hmm? Das bus. Oh, das bus. Great episode. Fucking masterpiece. Um, we should. That's not what I was saying. I was sh- saying it's a good one for Jen to be on. <laughs> I agree. Great. I agree. Yeah. Get me on for all the good, like the last. It's one the was Lord of the great. Flies episode. Oh, have you taught Lord of the Flies? Nope, we read it in grade eight though. Mm. I might have to touch on it in my brain before yeah. I come, but it's it's great. Sweet. Yeah, that sounds great. Nothing wrong with that episode. Everyone's an animal. Hmm. Everyone's an animal in their heart. Yeah. Except for Sam and Eric. Even children. Hmm. Hmm. Right. <laughs> And you drop the conch and kill Piggy and realize that society is that close to destruction. Spoilers. Hmm? Spoilers for Lord of the Flies. Oh. My bad. Piggy dies, everyone. Ah. Hashtag. Hashtags for Piggy. Hashtags for Piggy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to find uh, us. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Bad Neighbors Pod, or just search Two Bad Neighbors. Um, and you can email us at the hammocks district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Two bucks a month, you get all of our bonus stuff. We're doing Spider Man commentaries right now. One, two, and three. Sam Raimi's trilogy. And uh, it gets a little uh, green. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's it, though. Uh, this is the last one we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple more coming out uh, for you listeners, but this is the last one we're recording before Greg leaves for a bit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to figure out uh, how we're going to keep keep going, but it's going to keep happening, so don't don't fret. Yep. But, uh, you know. Your bad neighbors aren't going anywhere. No, we're, we'll be good We'll be good neighbors. I'll be going to London, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again to Jen, and thanks for, for all of our listeners. <laughs> uh, coming off at the end. As usual. As usual. Okay. I don't know why I can't ever just roll right into the, the last the thing. thing. All right. Keep watching the skis. <laughs> Keep watching the skis! Hey! <laughs> <laughs>